Hello and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, the editor of Nursing Standard, and I'm here as always with my colleague, senior nurse editor, Richard Hatchett. Hi, Richard. Hi, Flavia. Good to be here. Good to hear from you as always. So this particular recording was done in lockdown and it's a really practical and timely interview with Sue West of the NMC about revalidation. So of course, registrants whose revalidation deadline was approaching during COVID-19 were given the opportunity to postpone, but those deadlines are now coming more or less to an end. So Richard, I'd be really interested to hear what can podcast listeners get out of this interview? Well, I think there's something for everyone here who revalidates. For those revalidating in the near future, as you say, Sue explores what steps the NMC have put in place to support nurses and midwives through what has been a highly time-pressured and stressful time. But she also advises on those who are perhaps revalidating with a little more time to spare, on tips for reflection and using CPD more widely in the perhaps the more formal education we sometimes think of. So there's something for everyone here. Absolutely. It's really full of top tips, isn't it? So let's take a listen. Today we're examining the impact of COVID-19 on revalidation in the UK. Has it hindered the process and how can we use it to our advantage? I'm joined by Sue West, Senior Nursing Education Advisor at the Nursing and Midwifery Council. As we all know, they are the regulators of nurses and midwives across the UK and nursing associates in England. And they oversee revalidation to protect the public by promoting and upholding the highest professional standards in nursing and midwifery. So welcome, Sue. Hi, it's really good to be here, Richard. So thank you for inviting me. And if people don't know, Sue, we go back a long way. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh dear, oh dear. Don't go there. Um, so Sue, what do you think are the challenges then that COVID-19 has brought to revalidation? Well, I think this is quite interesting, really, when you when you look at um, the elements of COVID-19. I think there are two main challenges for revalidation during this period. And also, this will be about time, the impact of time and the availability, obviously, of continuing practice development opportunities. And that's something we may talk about a bit later. But nurses and midwives have been working tirelessly on the front line. And I would like to say a huge, huge thank you to all of those people who you know have dedicated and been hard working throughout this time nurses midwives and nursing associates and we're really grateful for all that you have done and your response to this pandemic but obviously this has impact on time due to your the busy nature of your your work and the opportunities to complete your reflective discussions, have opportunities in confirming the process. So that will also be an impact on those people who will be doing the discussions with you and also those who will be confirming your revalidation. So the element of time is, is um, quite a challenge. But we also know that due to social distancing, redeployment of staff, uh, people working at home, especially those who are in education, we, we know um, also that formal CPD and conferences will have been postponed or cancelled, and some of this has been done at quite short notice. Therefore, 
um, this leaves nurses and midwives and nursing associates perhaps under hours at this time for that participatory activity. And so you may well have questions around, you know, what is it? What is it I can do? But we have to remember that this has been ongoing over a three year period, your revalidation. So you've probably got lots of evidence already in your back pocket for your revalidation. So I suppose the, the question is, what is the NMC doing to recognise those issues that you've raised? Yes, yeah, so very early on in the emergency, we recognise that these factors may make it difficult for some nurses and midwives to complete their revalidation. And so we made some changes to our revalidation process and we were able to do that by making temporary changes to our legislation. And this has provided us with greater flexibility to respond to the COVID-19 outbreak. And therefore, those changes to our revalidation validation process includes granting extensions in the main, but also issuing guidance so that professionals on our register have the support and information that they need to revalidate successfully during this time. And there's lots of information about how to revalidate on our COVID-19 website. And like I said, that includes the extensions, what extensions, how long have I got, how can I communicate with the NMC, you know, um, what if what if the extension isn't long enough, do I need something more? But those pages are, are in a, a section called how to revalidate during COVID-19. And I really recommend that to people who are trying to revalidate at this time. Do you think there's any opportunities that this pandemic has brought in terms of, of revalidation? Well, I, I think really due to the nature of COVID-19, nurses and midwives and nursing associates have faced many new practice changes and decision making challenges. And so, you know, we'll have been learning new skills on the job with colleagues. Um, so it's provided opportunities for learning and reflection both on and in action. So as you know, examples such as infection control has been at the forefront of everybody's mind and how that aligns to the government guidelines and, you know, all the public health issues um, that impact on professionals, both personally and professionally. So it's almost given lots of other opportunities about um, learning and education and improving uh, the care that nurses, midwives and nursing associates provide. So maybe we can look at some some practicalities, Sue. Um, I wonder what action you'd advise nurses to take, you know, first and foremost, if they're concerned they're going to miss a revalidation deadline. Well, I think the first thing to say is not to worry if you're heading that way and you're you really are struggling due to the pressure of COVID-19 on on your your work and your ability to meet some of the CPD. But if nurses and midwives are concerned about their ability to revalidate on the time, then they should get in touch uh, with us and discuss the support that we can offer. As I say, if you go to the website, there's a lot of information already there. But if you need to contact contact us or communicate with us, then it also has a telephone number and email address that you can get in touch with us. As I said, there's lots of information there and also not forgetting all the information about how to revalidate as well. So can we look at reflection specifically, Sue? And do you think professional colleagues should reflect on specific COVID areas? 
Um, it's an interesting one, but I think that's really entirely up to them because revalidation is personal to each individual and takes place over a three-year period. So much reflection and CPD would have already taken place, or we hope it's already taken place. However, we do know that not everyone is not as equally organised about recording information needed and will need time to present their evidence um, in, in an orderly way and write up their reflections. So their practice during this time may well offer them an opportunity, as I said earlier, to focus on some of the key changes to their practice during this time. Mm. So it can be seen as an opportunity. Okay, the revalidation process itself, as we all know, aligns to the code as, as the standard that you expect of uh, professional colleagues, that the public expects, etc. Um, what part do the standards of proficiency, though, play in revalidation? We're talking uh, proficiencies for nurses and midwives here, Sue? Uh, yes, of course. And in fact, even those um, nursing associates, actually, it's it's also about their proficiency, standards yep. of proficiency. Um, so as many of you will be aware, we've recently published new education standards and proficiencies for nurses, midwives and nursing associates in England. Um, and you can uh, use these standards of proficiency relevant to your profession as a tool to identify any gaps in your knowledge and skills to enable you to plan your CPD relevant to your scope of professional practice. And so for nursing, we've probably got a couple of, of examples here. We're expecting our future nurses to have full field experience. And if you're an adult nurse and have limited knowledge of caring for people with learning disabilities, you might want to plan your CPD around this area. And that can involve perhaps shadowing a colleague who's an LD nurse, trying to understand the importance of person-centred care for caring for somebody with a learning disability or somebody with autism, and therefore the need perhaps for some reasonable adjustments. And what does this mean in, in, in the scheme of the care that you're, you're delivering? So that's just one example. Looking at a skills base, we're also expecting our future nurses to develop proficiency in whole body assessment and gain gaining this might be that you want to plan some learning over time through online learning, working with other professionals, and also looking at those who are already proficient for them to be able to assess your proficiency in undertaking that as a skill. But I think the one thing that stands out at the moment to me um, around COVID-19 is the fact that we do have in Platform 2 the standards of proficiency for registered nurses and also for nursing associates. It really focuses in on promoting health and preventing ill health. And that is also part of the midwifery standards as well. And this is very relevant, as you would imagine, at this time particularly in providing that information to people and ensuring communication is person-centred and accounts for that individual understanding of what's being expected of them. So just a few examples there and how it can be used, but there are many others. Mm, indeed. Um, let's have a look at the sources that people can use for revalidation. I know myself from doing uh, roadshows and job fairs, etc. I always feel that people sometimes are a little bit narrow on what they can use. And it's quite a wide range of things that people can use for revalidation. Um, I'm thinking particularly of CPD. 
Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think sometimes people think of CPD as, you know, I'm going on a study day or I need to attend this conference. But learning can take place every day and it does not need to be in, in that sort of form of formal teaching or attendance, as I've just described but certainly can be through multi-professional engagement in clinical practice, informal learning activity with colleagues, sharing of new knowledge drawn from the attendance at meetings or reflecting as a team on a challenging day and exploring what you have learned from this. So lots of different ways in which people can learn. I think particularly at this time where, where perhaps more formal CPD is not available, it is about checking the many professional websites such as those of the RCN, uh, the Royal College of Midwives also, also looking at those on NHS E stroke I. Health Education England have got lots of learning material available for people during COVID-19 that can be accessed. And of course, in our devolved countries, we've got Nurse Education Scotland, we've got Northern Ireland uh, Practice Education Council, and along with in Wales, the Health Education Innovation Wales. They're all important areas where you'll be able to provide um, some new learning, plus, of course, the relevant public health information that we're dealing with through the public health bodies in those four countries too. And in fact, our own website, you can explore the new standards that I've just been talking about. And here you'll find um, a link to supporting information with webinars and scenarios to help you understand and learn how to apply our standards in practice. You can work through these with your colleagues to enable participatory learning and also remember to document the time that you have engaged in it because it can be for short periods, say of an hour, and that can show significant learning and it also soon adds up. Brilliant. So, Sue, while I've got you pinned down on, on revalidation, are there any final top tips um, to, to help people in the process of revalidation? Top tips. Well, top tips. that's a good one. I, I, top tips, Sue. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think for me, the top tip would always be to ensure that revalidation is part of your professional life. And that's what we say at the NMC and that you regularly reflect on your practice and document anything that stands out for you. And that can either be a care intervention that's had a really good outcome or when you've uh, faced and dealt with a significant challenge even or where a significant learning has taken place through participatory or non-participatory CPD too. So it is important that also you share that with other people. I think secondly is to perhaps download the forms available on our website, uh, revalidation website, and collate the detail of your CPD. Start drafting your reflections on a, on a regular basis so that you're gathering that information over time and not leaving it till the last minute when you've got to sort of uh, really go through all your emails and your evidence um, in order to prepare for revalidation. And thirdly, if you've got any gaps in your CPDs this time is to consider joining the many webinars and Twitter chats and Facebook chats that are uh, available certainly at the moment because again you're you're working with people you're thinking about what other people are saying you're developing opinions and you're developing your learning and so that will also give you the opportunity to reflect on what you may have learned you know dur during this time or at any other time uh, for that matter. 
And I think one of the things to also remember, we talked about participatory and non-participatory CPD, is that participatory learning is an activity that involves one or more other professionals. And this can be done in the physical or virtual environment. So it might be something that you're doing online. We're all getting used to this on online conversation, either through the many platforms that are now available to us. And, you know, we are really working to have all meetings online, etc. during this time time and I think also it's for those people we, we've given an extension um, opportunity but I think one of the things that individuals need to think about is do you need to have that extra time so if you can revalidate on time then you should do so as normal we're not expecting everybody to need to take this extra time it's just there for you if that flexibility is helpful and I think finally um, in this area is just to remember um, is that if you are taking that opportunity to, to have an extension for your revalidation, then just think about um, the fact that your, your next revalidation will be on the equivalent date that it should have been um, this, this time round in three years time hence. So if you've actually undertaken CPD within that 12 week period, then make sure you don't double count it. Make sure that if you've used it for this revalidation period that you don't think about using it again for the next revalidation period because there is that slight overlap. So that's just something um, to note really for people. But yes, I think there, there are lots of opportunities as you said earlier here um, and hopefully the flexibility that we've offered will enable people to continue with their revalidation process. Brilliant. Thanks, Sue. And I'm due to revalidate next year. So um, uh, I won't Me say, too. I know. Uh, you haven't made me anxious, of course, because I've been collecting loyally. <laughs> say no more. But um, Sue, it's always great to talk to you up there at the NMC. Thank you so much for taking and you, Richard. the chat to us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, thank you to Sue and Richard, you too, of course. It's a pleasure. Brilliant. And as always, all the resources connected to this topic can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on the podcast series so far. As ever, we always appreciate feedback. So please rate or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.